Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of Pilgrim's Odyssey. It's Silwan. Great to be with you on this Thursday. Hopefully you have had an amazing week, one in which we have talked about digging deep as sojourners here on earth, but for a shadow. Yesterday, in a Facebook conversation with a friend of mine, I said the following, people are far less driven by their conscience than they are their survival instincts and pride. Now, we were talking about politics and truth and how people take sides. But as we finished and I looked back on that, I realized that is our struggle. If you want to take the religious terms and biblical terms out of it for a second in a way you could relate to anybody, that's the battle we face. It's the battle between a conscience that seeks good for itself and others based on truth and pure survival instincts and pride and all the things that come with pride, jealousy, greed. You know, it's, it's true about me. It's true about you. It's one of the reasons that all humans need religion. And I say that in a general sense. It's why you put people on an island in the middle of nowhere. Eventually, they're going to create a religion, whether it's true or not. Because it becomes very apparent that we need something to help develop and follow our conscience. Universal, true, right and wrong. You lose that training. You don't see a need for it. What happens? People begin to develop based upon their most base instincts. And then you fall victim to it and you become Lord of the Flies. All you care about is yourself. The only truth is that which you find in yourself. Now, of course, I believe my faith, Christianity, isn't just some religion. More than something you would invent on an island alone or with a small group of people to keep order. But it's still true that in many ways the core of our faith is the need to recognize that we're always falling prey to our instinctual, selfish, pride-filled side, our sin nature, so to speak, you might have heard in church on a Sunday morning. What's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 tell us? No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. It's common. It's common. Common in this sense to me means everybody. We all fight against it. I'm hungry. I want food. I see that. I want it. I fantasize. I dream it. I want it. Is that part of us, that desire to survive, to come out on top, that even though those things may lead to the harm of others, and the future may lead to our harm because in that moment, our instinct is telling us you need that, you want it. 
If we don't watch it, it can overtake us. It can overtake us. And God promises if we follow his way, he will give us the strength to what? Endure it. And what does that imply? It's something that we're always going to struggle with. It's not a one-time thing. Now, I have met people, saintly people, and I'm, I think to myself, man, they must never be tempted. And really what I should be asking myself is, no, they are tempted, but how do they overcome it? How do they endure it? That's the real question that I all too often fail to ask, to find out, to learn. Our own desire can lead to evil, and it's deep within us. You know, you don't need to judge others to see evil in the world, to see a need for faith. You just need to look at yourself. You just need to look at yourself. When Isaac, our oldest, was born, I had a conversation with my wife. I've told you about it before. Thinking about what it meant to be parents. What we wanted for him, for us. And I thought and I said to my wife, man, if we can just teach him to be good, we will have done something. Because in that moment, it just dawned on me, man, it's just hard to be good. It really is, man. It's, it's hard to be good. I mean, how often do we wake up late and we're angry at ourselves and we take it out on somebody else or... You know, we make a mistake and we're angry at ourselves and we take it out on somebody else or we, we don't follow through with something. And rather than looking in the mirror and going, it's my fault, we look for other ways to blame other people. I mean, how many ways every day do we not fulfill our potential as human beings? How many times every day are we not as kind to somebody as we could be? How many times every day do we pass by somebody we could help and we just ignore that they're there? And why do we do that? Because deep down we're selfish. Deep down we are survival instincts and pride and greed. And when you realize that, you realize, I need help. And when you need help, you start looking for it. And our faith promises us, if we follow our faith, it will help us endure. But it begins and it ends with that recognition throughout our lives. And the book of James, chapter 1, verses 12 through 16. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. You see, sin begins within us. And before we act on it, we have the desire. And where does that desire come from? Our survival instincts, our pride, our greed. And if we don't train ourselves to ignore those evil desires, to develop a conscience based on the values of our faith, what can happen? We become deceived. We see truth where we want to see it. We believe what we want to believe to make these bad decisions seem okay. In a lot of ways, training your soul is no different than training your body. If you eat poorly and you don't go to the gym, what's going to happen? You're going to get out of shape. And the longer you do that and the older you get, the worse off you're going to be. What's well, the same thing with our soul? If we don't train it, if we don't exercise it, if we're not 
honest about how it looks and do something as we get older. Life hits us. We get more set in our ways. What can happen? What can happen? We can be deceived. That evil desire, that instinctual desire can give birth to sin. And then sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth. What? Death. And, you know, when you read terms like that in the Bible about death, it's not just death in the sense you're going to die. It's not just death in the sense you might go to hell. It's literal spiritual death. Right now, you're not who you could be because you have things within you that want to kill you and they make you sick. And when you're sick, you can't perform like you want to perform and you can't be the person you want to be. You can't be the human being. You can't be the mother. You can't be the father. You can't be the son. You can't be the daughter. You can't be the friend. It's death in all the different ways you could imagine death. That's why this week, talking about our limited time here on earth, we've talked about things like fasting. It's a tool. It's not something to be afraid of. It's not something to point a finger at and go, oh, that's being legalistic. You can get to heaven if you don't fast. You miss the point. It is a tool for sick people. And even if you're saved and even if you follow Jesus, you still have those instincts. You still sin. You still screw up. You still don't live to your potential. But our faith has given us tools to, to overcome that and to get better. And what are the two biggest ones? Fasting and prayer. Fasting should be as common in your life as prayer is. We need them both. And then with the aid of the gift of the Holy Spirit, whom Christ sent to comfort us and to lift us up, we can begin to root the desires out of our souls that lead to suffering and death and not becoming and being who we were meant to be while we're still here on earth alive. And to replace them with a divine conscious that guides us to peace. That's how we want to be guided. And to find it, you got to work it out. And to work it out, you got to use the tools that we've been given. And two of the most powerful tools we have been given are fasting and prayer. And they should be exercised regularly together as often as possible. So you can overcome your base desires. Your survival instincts, your pride, your greed. And you can develop the divine conscience that leads to life. So as you go through your day-to-day, -day, friends, don't be afraid to let yourself get a little hungry. Don't be afraid to fast so you can focus on Scripture. Whether it's a physical fast or, as we talked about earlier this week, a spiritual fast. And do it often. And do it regularly. There's a desire within you that leads to sin and there is a grace within you and a Holy Spirit that will help you and hold your hand that leads to peace. May you, during your sojourn here on earth, lead to peace. That's why I always end with peace. <laughs> so until next time, my friends, which will be Friday, tomorrow, I think it's something good to blast us off into the weekend. I want you to aim high. Spread your wings and keep your eyes on the things that matter, the things that cleanse your soul, that work it out, that ring it out. And whether your day is good or bad or in between, you are stepping one step closer to a divine conscience that leads to peace. Using the tools 
of prayer and fasting that our good Lord has given us and talks about throughout the good book. So until tomorrow, as always, peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.